How What's you going doing on, this week? Scott? Good. So you brought up last week culture, right? We were talking about culture last week and the strong Cambodian culture you had in Tempe, Arizona. So yesterday I was at our Vietnamese friend's house. They had about seven boxes of fresh fish. They were gutting fish on the deck. Uh, it was so good. They went fishing at the Outer Banks and then they came back with about seven boxes of real big fish. Sounds felt like, like I was growing in Vietnam. Up. I felt like I was in Vietnam. Sounds <laughs> like growing Vietnam up. and Cambodia. They're right next to each other, literally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a culture shock because I've been there before, but they had bought a new house. So we checked oh, it out. Great. I thought what really was a shock to me was, was how they had their own big garden and they created a fence in this, you know, little suburb neighborhood. Little so, oasis. Little oasis. Yeah. So let me start us off. Hello and welcome. We are all the sons of CPAs. Join us as we question the current state of the accounting and tax. God, this is a long intro for just our little five minute late. I should write one for just for the five minute late. Let's begin the sons of CPAs with your hosts today, Michael Lee and Scott Scarano. How you doing, Scott? How's it going? This is our third Good. minute late, and I love the article. You want to? <laughs> yeah. Go? How to break the always on cycle and boost your productivity. That's the focus today. And I think like anything, it's the heart of it that we're focused on, not the literal. I think what Michael's trying to say is we don't actually read the article. This isn't an ad for Carbon Magazine, but if you want to jump on there, not a bad idea. I think Scott, you and I, both of us, we can remember the early days of owning our firms when we had to be involved in everything. I remember we were time. always on. Yeah, and always so on. This article is defining what we lived in and what a lot of people I think are still stuck inside of. It's a lot of folks are living in this always on culture and, and we're feeding into the culture of this. I think the reality is there's a season of your firm. There are seasons in your firm where you will be on and the seasons are usually the startup period or even when a key employee leaves there, there are seasons where you have to step in. But if you find yourself never being able to disconnect. That means there's some pieces of the way you've put your firm together that aren't working. For example, there's still tasks that you have on your plate that require you to be always on. So what right. you're talking about is the firm owner like us that yes. may be stepping and working on the business more than working in it. We still have to be in it. There's seasonality to being always on. I think that's like in the higher level view, we can turn that off or turn that on as we like, and we don't feel like we're always connected to it and tapped in and break away on the cycle of being stuck inside the matrix of your firm, so to speak. And turning off notifications was a huge thing for me. Big um, win. Big win. I, I started with everything. I cut the phone off. I only have alerts for my calendar. That's it. Like I need to make sure I make appointments and I'm a responsible human being. Otherwise, if you're gonna call me, I don't even know if it'll ring. <laughs> yeah, and notifications is a big one because obviously by default, the apps turn the notifications on, you want to turn them off. They've done the studies. When you get a notification, your brain wants to respond. It's interrupted, wants a response. Time blocking is a big one for my team. So in a world without email, they talk about the difference between a manager's and a knowledge worker's schedule. And I think mm -hmm. that's a doer's calendar should be blocked out. They're knowledge workers. They should not be just reacting to email all day. And as the owner too, being more in control of your day and not letting the day control you lets you feel a sense of closure at the end of the day. If you were to just start planning your day, doing a daily or weekly plan is very beneficial. Spend 15 minutes on the Sunday or Monday morning, Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, look at your week and take control of your week, yeah. right? Put control where you can. There's some times where you can't, 
you have to deal with an emergency meeting. You have a supervisor you have to meet with. You have a client you have to meet with. But then honestly, most of that week, you've Embrace the change though. Embrace, Embrace yes. the variability of something that has to happen. You have to understand the importance and the perspective of the work that you set yourself out to do and then embrace the change and then reschedule the rest of the day. You set a schedule for the day, make sure that you're not gonna run it into the next appointment. So if you take a little bit of time, if you're gonna let something interrupt one appointment, go ahead and reschedule that next one and don't let it be a calamity later and then miss. Yeah, I, th no. I think the whole point of this article is it's going to the idea of a lot of people use the term work-life balance. I like the term work-life harmony. It's not a balance. It's about is your mix of work and life, the way it interacts with your own life, does that actually give you harmony or satisfaction? I don't make any promises to anybody, especially firm owners, that you're going to have this quote-unquote perfect balance of a certain amount of hours at work, certain amount of hours a week at home all the time. It's more of does it fit into the life you want? That's where it's going. And also for your team members, do, does their work give them the satisfaction they want at home? And does their home life give them the satisfaction they want at work? And do they mix and intermingle correctly, especially in a remote work environment where you, it's really hard to separate and create quote unquote balance? It is really about harmony. And I think that's ultimately where the article is trying to go or it's giving you the tools around this to eventually have work-life harmony. That's what's important. So my kid was watching a cartoon yesterday and they talked about work-life balance in a dinosaur cartoon. It wasn't even the Flintstones, but I saw the dinosaurs <laughs> on there and everything. And they were talking about work-life balance. I thought it was great. Um, they're teaching them at a young age. The last few points that you talk about is decluttering your tech stack. And I think that's probably something that at least should be mentioned. Just like you declutter your office, just like you declutter your home, declutter your email box, declutter your tech stack. That's not static. We used way too many apps. And what problem is it really solving? And, and sometimes you don't need the newest app yet. Sometimes your stack and your firm for yourself is so simplified. You're like, hey, I can wait a year before I update the calendar app, or I can wait a year before I update the workflow app. It's fine. It's not the newest and not the greatest, but it works for the team and it keeps life simple. So yeah. that's decluttering. And then reconsidering the value you place on always being busy. Now, this one is probably the hardest one for me out of all of them. Because I was always taught being busy was good, right? Being busy meant you were doing work. But the reality is sometimes being busy doesn't mean you're actually accomplishing anything. Being busy for the sake of being busy could mean you're actually not being that productive or efficient. And you need to reconsider You could be missing opportunities too. So balancing all that. I think we do talk about balance in there. Just putting value on your time and not on being busy. And the last one is resetting your expectations. They say, take a step back and look at what do you expect from yourself? You start with that. Then you start with what do you expect of the people around you? And you start looking at it from that lens. I think that's the only thing that you could really control is your own expectations of something. What do you think about that? Life is filled with unmet expectations. At the end of the day, why do we get frustrated most of the time? Unmet expectations. Have realistic expectations for yourself and take time to reset those. It's always good to spend time resetting them and talking about them out loud. And if you need help reset those, ask a peer, ask a friend, ask a family member to help you reset those. But yeah, good article. Yeah, I, I, I love that you picked this one because this one kind of hits a vein right now. Hopefully you take away some of these bigger ideas and implement one. Turn off your notifications or t delete one app from your tech stack. That's a hard thing. And we'll sign off from there. Thanks, Michael, again. Scott. Yeah. Appreciate it. Bye, everybody.